The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. At Zed, we're all about moving with the times. And now it's time to be part of the climate change solution and move on from fossil fuels. As a company providing fuel to people all over the country, we also know we have a real opportunity to lead that change. We're committed to keeping Aotearoa moving by providing the right energy for everyone. We believe that innovation in fuel and how it's used can make a huge difference to our planet. Find out more at z.co.nz. Your little, um, your little fingers bend back quite far. Do they? Do you know that? I'm not double-jointed or anything. Oh, my God. It looks like your hands. You look like that woman on TikTok who does the little hands. <gasps> oh, my God. My hands look like feet. My hands look like feet. My hands look like feet. Oh, my God. I'm cancelled. We need to end this. <laughs> Hey, so like <laughs> <laughs> Kia ora, welcome along to The Real Pod. This is your reality TV and not at all real life in New Zealand podcast for this week because, well, I shouldn't say this week because we've already done two episodes this week. It's madness. It's crazy. But for this episode, it's just reality TV. It's not even local reality TV because Alex Casey, hi. Hello there. So, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> We've already done this before. Can we just be honest? Oh. I can't lie. I know that you said I should act cool, but I think we just need to be honest. We recorded for a while, but I had the microphone going the wrong way, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, you know Alex. Alex Casey and me, Jane Yee, are going to be recapping Maths AU. Four episodes per week. At 96 oh, minutes, a 96-minute episode times four is, is an unfathomable right. amount of time. 30, Carry the one, and you're going to find... 360 and, and 376 minutes, I think. I mean, it's, it's... Don't tell me if I'm wrong. It's getting to Lord of the Rings territory. And I love it. <laughs> we have so much to get through. First of all, how are you, Alex? You feeling a bit under the weather? I feel a little bit under the weather, guys. Um, no panic stations. Got my hot. Got my nice lemon. Might get a little older. <laughs> little old C nineteen test later. <laughs> no, <laughs> no worries. I just had. A, I had a cough. I've, I've had a cough. I've had a cough. Hey, get the test. Then self isolate. Wait for, your, wait for your negative result and your symptoms to subside, and um, that's your health message on our podcast And that's today. the messaging. No one take your health <laughs> messaging from the real pod. Please consult with Oh, my God, please, please go and check anyone the else. <laughs> we have much to get through. 376 minutes worth of television, <laughs> approximately. And uh, we start off with the Bachelorette and Bachelor parties. Oh, well, yes. Yeah, I love this. I love when they all meet each other and we have to try and figure out who's going to go with who. That's right. And oh, my God. I forgot about all of that. I thought, wait, I meant, wait, 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 wait. Can we talk about the new expert? Because we meet the experts first. Yes. I feel like, because broadly, the first thing that I wrote down is it does feel like they're trying to reinvent slash return to, like, the the experiment, the, I guess, the expertise of the series a little more this time. 
than usual. Really? I think so. Oh, I mean, it all falls apart by episode three. But I think, <laughs> I think in the initial thing, they're packing it with a lot more earnestness, don't you think? And like genuine, even the super tease didn't seem to have like a lot of you know, wine throwing or anything like that. Like, I think they're playing it a little safer this time. Maybe they are. I certainly am at the point after four episodes where I just want everyone to work out. Uh, <laughs> it feels like everyone has potential. What? And I, if, well, I, no, I just don't. Look, I'm, I, what was it that they said? That we all need, this is, we all need the In a world of uncertainty. Never have we needed love more. If there's one thing that's going to end the pandemic, it's maths. <laughs> <laughs> and, and perhaps I'm looking at it through that lens. But certainly at all the weddings, I was like, this is going to be a season of love. They're all going to fall oh, in yeah. love and it's going to be lovely. <laughs> at the weddings, I'm also like, I love each and every one of these men more than any man I've ever met in my life. And then by episode three, I'm like, men are disgusting. <laughs> Fuck the patriarchy. I hate you all. <laughs> all these women need to go and move to an island together. <laughs> Basically. I know that I have got a really horrible take, hugely controversial, oh that I'll be my. saving for the end of the pod, but just prepare yourself God. for that. Steal yourself. Pour yourself a whiskey, whatever you need. Mm. Hot mm. lemon water, got whatever it is that's going to soothe your soul. Um, because I'm about to get myself cancelled. Anyway. Great. Your take is that they're trying to... Uh, <laughs> That they're trying to put a little bit more gravitas on the experts. My take is that they're just trying to dial up the sex. Oh, that's interesting. Well, never have we needed I sex mean, more. <laughs> we've never needed sex more than we do now. I love, I love Alessandra. Alessandra Rampola. She's beautiful. She's got a beautiful accent. She talks about sex and her beautiful accent. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be trying to get everyone to do it. Which, by the way... I don't think they need much encouragement. I feel like there was, like, a lot of hanky-panky. There was a lot of hanky-panky, Jane. <laughs> in this first week. Shocking, shocking. Okay, so bachelorette and bachelor parties. I mean, we won't dwell on these for too long because we've got, like, a thousand weddings to get through. But probably the biggest dramatic moment was the tension between Coco and Sam. Which I loved. About the age gap. <laughs> I mean, I know we're going to probably do a good solid 30 on Coco. I'm sorry, I know it's bad to like pass judgment on people's relationships at all and, and, and make fun of them, but when Sam revealed the age difference between <laughs> her first husband and her and Coco pretended to like talk to the police on a walkie-talkie <laughs> and say, can we get a check on that? I thought that was like insanely funny. <laughs> it was funny. I felt for Sam a little though because because of the age they started their relationship and what we found out later about how he was so controlling – I think there's a part of Sam that knew that it was not a not a good situation, mm, mm. and so she got defensive because she perhaps felt like she was somehow complicit in this relationship being what it was. Seventeen and thirty three. That's that's young. Seventeen's young to get into a relationship with someone who's thirty three. I think objectively. Yeah, I mean, Coco will be waiting for the police report <laughs> to deliver the final <laughs> ruling. <laughs> Coco probably could have handled it a little better and been like, well, that's a big age gap, and yeah, that must have been tough for you or something like that, but call the police. She cannot resist a one-liner. Like it, they, they are just oh, bursting really out of her. <laughs> it's amazing. 
let's just go straight into the, the wedding. They also said wedding a lot of the men, a lot of them all said that they would never sleep with anyone on the first night. Just want to uh, put that there because that does change. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> I think there's some really, uh, there's some foreshadowing that's happening in this first week, but we'll get to that. Okay, we started with Melissa and Bryce. Um, it's been 12 years since Melissa's had a boyfriend and yet she's never been on a date. Yeah. What's going Mind on you, there? you know what? I've had my probably more than my fair share of boyfriends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know that I've ever been on a date either. What? Like, a, like in the American, well, I mean, I've been out for dinner with people and so on, but usually when they were already, like, going out. I don't know if I've ever been on a, like, right. will you go on a date with me date. Have like you? a, like, yeah, yeah, I, 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 went, I went through a phase. <laughs> I went through a phase. <laughs> Spent like a lot basically of time like there. going and having dinner or going to the movies or something with, with someone you essentially do not know at all to see if there's any possibility of romance. You've been on one of those? Mm-hmm. I have. Wow. I have. Didn't last I don't very think long. it used to be. The, didn't like it. <laughs> didn't didn't used to be the New Zealand way, but I suppose now with the with the apps. With Tinder oh, and don't Bumble even and... ask me about the apps. I do not know what goes on there, Jane, but I know that it is hackers. <laughs> Uh, tell you who else is Heckers, and that's Bryce. He's a radio announcer. He's a regional radio announcer, which I feel like they love to emphasise as like a neg <laughs> on him. Having having studied radio and majored in it at university, I can tell you there's a big difference between the regionals and the metros <laughs> <laughs> in terms of like star power. Mm. He had been with his girlfriend for five and a half years and broke off the engagement just six months prior to appearing on Married at First Sight. Now, I did some research, and by my reckoning, applications for maths open five months before they start filming. Oh, So my if on God. his wedding night he's only been broken up for six months, he applied very quickly off the back of his engagement. Red flag for Bryce across the board. Not a fan. He also has very short fingernails. I don't know if you noticed that <laughs> in his little uh, in his little package. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. Whoa! In his little package where he slides up the regional radio. You know what they're called? Faders. The faders. The faders. Should have seen the state of those fingernails. Oh, I tell you who would have noticed, and that would have been Beck. She's all about seeing <laughs> tiny details. But anyway, Melissa and Bryce have a lovely wedding. They're both pretty happy with each other, and then the alarm goes off at the Airbnb because someone is trying to raise the alarm about Bryce, and oh, Melissa true. and Bryce have sex <gasps> during an alarm. Was it during the alarm? Yeah. We're going through uh, couple by couple, so we'll jump straight into the honesty box by the fireside, oh. which is where things started to come undone for what was otherwise quite a promising start. I feel like we should talk about also that clearly Melissa is like the, has the lowest self-esteem and is just the most like broken bird, like... Yes. Of all time. they. Well, I mean, I think this is what was different, and correct me if I'm wrong about last time, is I don't really think we got those very hard-out expert sit-downs where they really opened up about their childhood and stuff straight off the bat? Or, do, or does that always happen? Because I feel like oh, we I remember. This season's so long. Yeah, you forget You forget the intros. By the, by the end of it, um, all I can remember is, like, the last dinner party. But anyway. Yeah. So we know she's got low as self-esteem and she's got abandonment issues from when I think her dad left as a baby. And all of that leads to this honesty box blow up. Oh, my God. Okay. Her first impression, he's hot, he's got nice eyes and a smile. Uh, then she asks him, am I your usual type? And he says, not 100%. I normally go for someone with blonde hair, blue eyes, 
who's tan, usually a bit taller than you. Can't say I'd come up to you in a bar and buy you a drink. You're not my type, but you do have blonde hair, oh. so that's one thing. Um, not ugly, though, so that's a plus. I cannot believe that he just kept talking. Like, he just kept making it worse and worse and worse. Because also the insinuation being like, you, she's got blonde hair and I'm pretty sure she's got blue eyes, but that she's just not hot enough. Which is not, en- not tall enough, not tan enough. Ugh. And I hate to think what he left out, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then she got really, really upset, which I totally understand. I mean, mm-hmm. that question, we'll hear it come up again, but well-placed by producers. Because <laughs> I didn't realise <laughs> that men would answer that so honestly. Well, this is the thing. How many times have this in this week have we heard, I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. I'm just doing what I was told to do and being honest. <laughs> we all think things sometimes mm. that we shouldn't say out loud. No. And I think they're like, I want you to be honest through this experiment. They're saying, I want you to be honest if you are cheating on me. <laughs> Not, I want you to be honest if you think that I'm more ugly than other people you normally date. Like... They just need to pick and choose the honesty a bit, but I don't know. They've clearly either been told that honesty is really important throughout the process or they've just all read the same, like, weird book somewhere. I don't know. But I thought it was very weird that they all kind of botched this question in the same way. <laughs> she cried. She got very upset, and he was like, well, were you hoping I'd say you were the most gorgeous girl in the world? One, yes, of course she was. Mm-hmm. Of course she was. Of course. Secondly, and then he said, I feel like you're a little hurt by what I said. Oh, do you think? Um, <laughs> and then he tried to do the most amazing, like, because she clearly got so upset and he was like panicking. And he's like, well, ask me anything. Ask me something. You know, like, it was exactly like that bit in the office when David Brent tells Gareth that he's like taking a new job and Gareth starts crying. And David Brent is like, take anything. <laughs> he's like, take anything from my desk, <laughs> memento. Like, I feel like that's what Bryce is doing. He was just completely flailing. And he's like, ask me something, ask me anything. But then that ended up double backfiring because oh. she sort of asked him about being there for the right reasons or something, right? Yeah, and he was, and then he got really offended that she was questioning whether or not he was, uh, <laughs> that this regional radio announcer who may or may not be trying to further his profile um, would be there on mass for the right reasons. She ends up saying, I didn't mean to upset you, for fuck's sake. I mean, I'm not when I say for fuck's sake, I mean she shouldn't have had to have said that. No. He had a lot of apologising to do and it didn't happen. So she ends up apologising in the morning. They have a lovely wander around in the grass with a blanket and then they sit down to talk again, which is their problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, possibly just don't talk to each other because it's not going to end well. And they start <laughs> talking about cheating. And I don't think he, he gave, it, gave us any details on what happened. Um, no. But her question very specifically talked about if you cheated, would you keep carrying on behind your partner's back or would you do the right thing and tell them? And he was like, oh, you're not going to like the answer. So that would suggest he would do the letter, or he has done the letter previously. Oh, Bryce. Also, he's constantly wearing red. Red flag. Red flag. <laughs> red hoodie, red jacket, red face. <laughs> I hate Bryce. Red flag. <laughs> but the thing is, and this is the whole, like, just the masterfulness of, like, the wedding. It's like, I, lo- like, I wrote, I love Bryce. In that first episode. I loved him in that wedding. I was like, this is perfect. I just think it's like seeing them turn and smile. I'm like, 
you're the one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then they just undo it all. <laughs> I'm worried about Melissa big time. I think she's, you know, as you said before, she's a fragile little bird and I think she wants this just so badly she's going to roll over on anything just to try and make it work, you know, and especially the fact that it's on the television yeah. adds that extra kind of pressure and humiliation if it doesn't. Yeah. Um, their chances of working out, do you think? Nil. <laughs> Absolutely nil. <Okay. laughs> or, actually, it works out forever and she has a miserable life. That's true. That's definitely an option. Okay. Uh, Jake and Beck. So Jake's an ex-AFL player. He now runs a mental health charity. Um, terrible teeth nail entire situation, apparently. <laughs> it was so harsh. Because also his teeth were fine. They were just... Small. <laughs> like, it wasn't like they were dirty. She was just like, you know, our teeth are really important to me. <laughs> she normally goes for someone with bigger teeth. Yeah. <laughs> hey, just thinking, did did the woman get asked, am I your usual type at all? Did they get the opportunity to chop these that, guys down to size? I don't think that we saw that happen at all, actually, <laughs> which is intriguing. <laughs> Well, it just goes to show the intention of the producers, knowing that women are perhaps more vulnerable about their appearance, mm-hmm. that they got the exact kind of responses they were hoping for to create some drama. Yeah. Anyway, so I like Jake. Do you like Jake? I love Jake. I love Jake. Catch of the show, I reckon. I mean, it kind of unfurls a little bit later, but I thought I wrote, what a catch. Incredible. Je- okay, sensitive, sensitive AFL. Beck is a nightmare. <laughs> She's known as the sasshole, which is doesn't sound very nice. <laughs> um, his friends, his friends were kind of brutal though at the reception. Beck's, oh, sorry, Jake's friends said to Beck that they were concerned she might be high maintenance, which I think is quite n- not something you want to say at a very intimate reception to the bride, right? No, no. I loved, though, with the intimacy of it and everyone sitting around the table, how it was literally like a board meeting. (laughs) And it was so much more tense. So they were, like, putting on the table this idea of high maintenance, like, on the agenda. (laughs) I mean, of course she stormed out. It's obviously a horrible, like, gendered kind of a phrase as well. I think the broad vibe is correct. (laughs) Um, But we've also, we've missed a key detail about Bex. Just that she doesn't know who Princess Diana is. Oh my god, that is insane! <laughs> How is that possible? How is that possible? Is it that she's twenty-seven years old? Okay, like the crown must have been out when they were filming it, at least, at the very least, if she didn't remember the death. You know, it's incredible. But also, I've seen, I, uh, you know, someone of that age is probably across Harry and Meghan and William and Kate. And you got it. Where did they come from? Princess Diana. Princess Diana. That is very bizarre. Okay, they had a. Um, they slept in separate beds on their first first night of their wedding. Um, in fact, I'm pretty sure they're still sleeping in separate beds. They went to the Hunter Valley for their honeymoon. A lot of small talk about trees, uh, width of trees, <laughs> height of trees. Yeah, length going <laughs> downwards <laughs> of trees. <laughs> And as they're looking out over the view and we're getting hurt in the moment and we're going, oh, it's just small talk. It's like the kind of conversation I'd have with someone I sat next to on the bus. He leans in for a kiss. (laughs) Now. What is he doing? I do like Jake, but it was not the time for a pash. (laughs) It was terrible. That made me go, oh, no. 
Like, you know, he dropped down my rankings at that point because you got to read the room and you can't just no. lunge at someone <laughs> like that. And I think as well, like she said, there had been no, basically like no physical touch before that. So there was no like holding hands or cuddles or being affectionate in any other way. So that was a, definitely a, an awkward choice for him to make, just be like, God, bloody tall mm. tree, how's about a kissy? Yeah, um, <laughs> makes me feel like, Mwah. What I am encouraged <laughs> about, though, first of all, is the yum apple and poached eggs that they have for breakfast. Yes. <laughs> it makes me want that for lunch. It's fantastic. <laughs> Terrific looking breakfast. Also, they were able to talk it out quite well. Not, not initially, not straight after the fact, but the next day they had a conversation about when they were in the bath. And she was in a bit more of a positive place and was kind of like, you know, you've got to get to know me and all that kind of stuff first. And I feel like he heard that and he understood it and he was embarrassed about what happened. So I have some hope. Then they have the conversation about his suicide attempt, which was heartbreaking and he made himself extremely vulnerable. And it's obviously something that any time he gets into a relationship, he knows he has to kind of put that out on the table at some point, and I just really admire him for doing that, and I think she had um, the appropriate response to, which was to reassure him and acknowledge how hard that must have been for him. And of course, she had mm. her she had her own experience with suicide as well, which perhaps helped um, helped her to understand. It was a very close and intimate conversation, and I think it would have done wonders in terms of them getting to know each other better. Yeah, yeah, I think there's hope for these two. I mean, I do think Bex just you needs to drop down her walls. It's almost like she needs her little mate there, her little mate in the orange dress to just pop back every now and again and be like, you're doing it again. <laughs> you're being weird again. Because I do think they both... Um... Do you know who it reminds me of? Michael and Martha. Michael and Martha. Similar vibe. Oh, is that what they were like at the start? I think she, I think it, she took a little warming up to Michael. Mm-hmm. And then once once they got going, though, you know, they're still going. Yeah. So maybe a, like a 5 out of 10 chance for them, 50-50? 5 out of 10, okay. yeah. He just can't look at her. He can't look at her like sex on a stick. Do not look at Ever. her like sex on a stick. <laughs> Samantha and Cameron. Okay, so Samantha is a single mum of two boys. She's a property developer. She had $1 to her name when she started. I don't, how, did she buy, how did she buy a property for, for $1? How did she buy a property? <laughs> How'd you buy a property with a dollar? It was dollar fifty, I think, actually. Okay. Um, so well, she's lying slightly because more. she said a dollar fifty, and then I Sli- said a dollar. So red flag. <laughs> she said that there was cat cat wee dripping from the carpet when she bought the house. That's impossible. Just yuck. That's impossible to drip yeah. from. Is the, the carpet up? Is the drip coming down? I don't but also, know. Also, how fresh is that wee? Like, did the, is the carpet on the roof, and the cats climbed the wall, Velcro and pissed upwards, pissed upwards, and then it's dripped. Mm. That's like the only possible explanation <laughs> and when I say possible I mean she's impossible <laughs> <laughs> she was married for it sounds fucking awesome though what she managed to oh, do absolutely like, seemingly all off YouTube figuring out how to grow out and stuff <laughs> I taught myself how to sew from YouTube so anything's possible hey um she was married for nine years her husband cheated for five of those years and let's talk about these sim cards I feel like I know. He, I feel like he overdid it. Surely, just one phone and just have p- people's names in. Just one SIM card would be enough, wouldn't it? One extra. Well, that makes me think. It was not only it was many, many SIM cards in a sandwich bag. It's a block sandwich bag, which is yeah. like, and, and and they all had different symbols. I reckon Zodiac Killer. Like, I don't know, I just think we've got to look closer because <laughs> that, to me, is way too orchestrated <laughs> to just be a humble cheater. 
But devastating, obviously. Obviously, we, horrific. We, we love, I love Samantha. Yeah, Samantha's great. Her, her um, husband, crane operator um, Cameron, is troublesome. <laughs> He's troublesome. Troublesome. But, I, yeah. but let's just keep talking because I have something to say on this couple. Anyway, at the wedding, he's okay. very happy to see her. They um, they have chats during the photo shoot and she brings up marriage and kids and he, he her, her previous marriage and her, her kids and he like blatantly freaks out at that whole thing. Mm. And at that point he went... Completely withdraws. Mm. Like you can see yeah. it almost like physically in his face. Because it seemed like they've really had a spark when they first yeah. met and at the wedding and stuff and... He's got a lovely smile. He reminds me of Simon yeah, Pegg. You can't fault. In the face. I thought he reminded me of Paul Williams. Oh, okay. He has that exact Paul Williams face. Paul Williams was down the mines for a while. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I, it was like you could tell that that clearly just like flicked a switch in him immediately and he withdrew and she knew and it was very tense. As someone with there. children, and I can understand how much hard work they are and how much they change your life, and you kind of put up with that because you birthed them and you have to. And so you have also this bond and connection with them that other people don't. I can understand how intimidating it is to get into a relationship with someone who has children that are not yours. However, mm-hmm. when you sign up for Married at First Sight, there is a really good chance you're going to end up with someone who has children. Even if you mm-hmm. say, I never want to have children, probably more likely that you're going to end up with someone who has children. And so mm-hmm. you've got to be prepared for that. And you've got to be like, okay, well, if I want to find love, it might be with someone who has kids. And I'm certainly not going to act like I want to run away when they tell me this. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? It seemed like he genuinely not considered it as a reality for anyone, <laughs> let alone him. Like, I don't know. I feel like he's been down the mines too long. <laughs> he's been up the cranes too long. He said he's lived a selfish life. And I just genuinely think that he didn't think it was a possibility. Can I suggest that, that, that would happen? That anyone who's thinking about applying for a reality TV show, watch previous seasons of said reality TV show. There are far too many people going on The Lights of the Bachelor and Married at First Sight and so on who are like, no, I never watched the show. Hey, liar. But if you truly didn't, then you deserve what's coming to you. Um, yeah. They went for a, a lovely paddleboard. Absolutely smoked Toddy from The Bachelor on the paddleboarding. They both managed to stay up. He even attempted a handstand at one point. That's right. Yeah, quite athletic. Well, he goes to the gym, of course. He goes the to the gym a lot. To him. Um, they had it not her. extremely yum platters on board their boat. Nope. Honestly, the food has been really good so far this week. <laughs> It looked so great. That whole cruise situation with the lovely sunset and the yummy cheese and a nice kiss. That's all you want. Oh, yeah, except for that that's he also want wants children. Just not hers. <laughs> she can just see if she's open to more children. Well, he probably doesn't mind hers. He just doesn't want her ex-husbands. He's happy to have yeah, one true. with her, just not the one that she's, ones that she's already got. Mm. Anyway, the kiss leads to sex. Then after the sex, they have some emotional conversations about how, like, her ex was controlling and he isolated her from family, which is just awful. Um, so she's dealing with a lot. That's when the SIM card baggie <laughs> comes up. And, yeah, um, God. And then she asks him if he would be willing to move for love, and he says yes. And he's starting to redeem himself here. He's open to the idea of children, he'd move for love, so on and so forth. But then out comes the old... 
hold on a (laughs) step. Just when things start to get good. (laughs) Am I your usual type? (laughs) And of course, Cam is an honest man, you know, like all the other lovely honest men on the show and says, absolutely not. (laughs) I like someone who goes to the gym. And I also, I don't have an emotional connection with you. Okay. (laughs) Like just laying it on so thick. He says he would approach her, but not date her. Okay, I'd sleep with you, but not date you. That's right. Is that kind of what that code is? I'd approach you in a bar. Yeah. Why would you approach someone if you have no plan on sort of like getting to know them and dating them? Because you want to have the sex with them, right? Ask her for the time. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she says that because they had sex, that's an indication that she had an emotional connection with him because she can't mm-hmm. have sex without an emotional connection. He says he can have sex without emotional connection. Now, this is where my controversial take comes in. <gasps> oh, my God. Okay, okay. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to listen. I don't think that he really did anything wrong in terms of the emotional connection sex thing. I think they're both valid points, right? But the expectations of sex are different, essentially. And it's something that probably should have been discussed prior to sex. So they they were both on the same page. Now, I don't know whose responsibility that is, but it was a lot for her to assume that he was sleeping with her because he was feeling a strong emotional connection. And it's a lot for Mm. him to assume that she was sleeping with him just because, just because there was a physical attraction. Okay. Yeah, okay. No, I see that. I don't think that's super cancelled. I... Still hate this man. Oh, I mean, I... I <laughs> and I think he's... Yeah, I don't like him for, for other reasons that we've discussed already. But I don't think... I think this is a communication issue. And I don't think that it's a bad thing that some people can have sex without being emotionally attached. As long as everyone knows that's what it is, you know? Yeah, so maybe he should have been more sensitive. Like, you know, they should have, they should have checked in with each other yes. first. But also I think it's kind of weird to completely, uh, what's the word, uncouple, like, the idea of emotions and connections and everything and just be like, oh, it's just sex when you're on married at first sight. Like, I feel like it's not the same situation. I think he was... You can't have... Like, like she says, it's not a one-night stand. This is a long-game thing. And it's definitely started off on the wrong foot. No matter of who was to blame, it was a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> it was an unmitigated disaster. It really was. I think he was. it was a case of him being too honest. He probably should have said, obviously, I have some feelings for you. And I'm hoping they'll yeah. grow. I think that's what irks me is his adamance that there's no emotional connection here made him seem just like the worst guy in the Especially world. Especially after the, and, and also, the kiss I think he's kind of lying, like... Especially after the kiss on the boat, especially after the conversations they've had, it seems extremely callous to say that. Even if it's true, but I, I don't know what he conceives of like an emotional connection. Because to me, I'm like, you have a conversation with someone about something emotional, <laughs> that's an emotional <laughs> connection. I'll get married to you. <laughs> you know, like maybe he just has like a really high bar for that. And that needs a lot of time. I suspect the words but, emotional yeah. connection freak him out and he thinks that means love. We'll see how this goes. Yeah. I, I actually don't think they're a complete write-off because I saw that moment on the boat. However, she's not. It's not going to be a great loss if things for her if things don't work out. I give them a four. 
Kia ora, this is Jane Yee, Podcast Manager here at The Spin-Off. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I'm sorry for the interruption, but I just want to talk to you while we're at Level 2 and 3 across the country. We've been doing our utmost to bring you all the coverage you need of COVID-19 outbreaks and lockdowns, and we can't do it without the generous support of our members. If you want to help out our news team, visit members.thespinoff.co.nz to donate today. Then we move on to Booker and Brett. Is that her real name, like on her birth certificate? I'm not. I'm not. I'm just wondering. No judgment. I, I say yes. I also say she probably doesn't have a last name. <laughs> just Booker. Just Booker. And I appreciate She's it. She's a science graduate. <laughs> She's a rock musician. Um, Brett's a, a hipster Sparky. He wants kids. He's studying psychology. When I first saw them, I was like, "This isn't going to work." He's a hipster. Hipsters aren't into metal, but my goodness, aren't these two just beyond cute? Perfect. What great characters as well. Like a little bit more. Like yeah, at first I was like, "Oh God, Brett, here we go." I've seen that mustache a million times. Yeah. I know exactly who this guy is. But I don't know. He's got layers, man. Like a stinky onion, as he said. <laughs> <laughs> I like both of them. I probably feel like I want to get to know Booker a bit more. But I yeah. like I like Brett a lot. They had a lovely spa bath in their togs, and he pulled out the lotion and gave her a, a shoulder massage. And she had her feet up on his chest at one point. And this is when they were kind of like, "There's no real." Um, at this point, they were just like, "We get along really well," but the physical hasn't quite got there. I'm like, "That's quite physical." Mm. I don't think mm. I just put my feet on anyone's chest. People love to just jump straight in the bath a on this show. Eh? <laughs> Across the Bachelor. And maths, I do think there's a, an over-representation of bath bathing. I don't yeah. think that much bath bathing happens in couples. And it's kind of like, it's a bit like porn in the sense that it might set up unrealistic expectations of what a romantic relationship is in the same way that porn can set up unrealistic expectations of what sex is like. Um, is there yeah. going to be a whole generation of youngsters who are expecting nightly baths w- with their lover? <laughs> The lotion, the feet on the chest. It's all disgusting. (laughs) Sharing a bath with someone is horrible. (laughs) I hate it. Well, I think a bath, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how, I I flip-flop on baths full stop, but I would never drag someone else into that situation either. I love the idea of a bath. I get in a bath and two minutes later I am hot and it's quite a unique thing to be sweating while you're in water. That's the thing. And then you sweat for, like, hours afterwards. You're so hot, you flush, just, you walk around, you put on your bathrobe, you're like, I can't wear a bathrobe, it's too much. And then you're, <laughs> you're naked and flushed. It's Honestly, I used to go to the hot pools and spent half the time just, like, lifting myself half out of the hot pools, kind of gasping for air. <laughs> Some people sit in baths for, like, an hour. It's crazy. But also I'm thinking, naked and flushed, is that a new pitch or <laughs> something? <laughs> Put that in the Elevator Pitch podcast. (laughs) Um, I think as well that there's the extra body heat from someone else and the hardest thing about being in a bath with someone is the limb, like limbs akimbo. Where do you, there's always a very awkward shuffle around to try and find a spot, you know? And these guys just seem to handle it with aplomb. (laughs) Aplomb. (laughs) Absolute aplomb. But down with the baths. Also, is a bath, oh no, is a bath better for the environment than a shower? No. I mean, if you're both in it and and true, I don't, and leave, leave the water and come back to it the next day, you know, it's reuse, <laughs> recycle. <laughs> Wash your clothes. <laughs> That's true. But no, the youngsters won't be doing that. Can we talk about her tattoo about on her arm? She's many a tattoo. She's got a, a sustained pedal tattoo on the back of her neck. 
which oh, he was the right. first person <laughs> ever to read right, which is a sign of a very bad tattoo, by the way. Um, oh, it's sad. But the tattoo of the monkey with a top hat and a monocle. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. How did you not notice? When I was watching, I was like, Alex is going to be all over this. Also appears to be holding a giant open book with empty pages, and I'm like, is she saving that to write the names of her children on? Or is it album release dates? What is that? Oh what God. is to go on those pages? Or is it a chance to just write ped, ped, ped again, <laughs> like The Shining, until someone realises what it says? Or maybe she just takes to it with a Sharpie every now and again. I genuinely just thought it was like, I think my eyes just blurred when I see a tattoo like that, and I just assume it's like steampunk skull ephemera. <laughs> Please. Monkey with a top hat. Oh, I'll have to go back and look. And a monocle. <laughs> and a monocle. Bloody hell. Okay. Uh, anyway, they're great. They're fine. I give them like an 8 out of 10. I think they, they, they could go all the way. Yep. Agree, agree. Okay, let's get on to our go go go. Go go, that's showbiz, baby. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't write down any of her lines, and I regret it. Oh, except for no, I wrote down one. Yeah, white meat, baby. Get some pork on your fork. Get some pork on your fork. Um, Jane, got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Does the fact that I've got a body like a hot dog matter? <laughs> As someone who used to have a body like a hot dog. Can I just say, this was triggering for me. <laughs> I have online being described as looking like a 12-year-old boy when I'm, like, in mid-20s Oh, my God. Lady. That's horrible. No boobs, no bum. Don't worry, I got them now, as well yeah, as some okay. other extroverts. Uh, but mm. <laughs> her having a body like a hot dog is not the problem here. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nothing. Honestly, I love Coco. What do you think? Like, what's your okay. take on Coco? I, bearable? I hated Coco to start with, and now mm-hmm. I want to be her best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I think she's so funny, and she's got so much to offer. She's got so many thoughts all the time. And I want to learn about, um, who is that rapper? Pot Luck or something? Pop Smoke. Pot Smoke. Pot <laughs> Pops, Pop Smoke. She was just absolutely <laughs> bewildered that he didn't know who Pop Smoke was. I like, are you I, saying pop, pop smoke, pop, pop? Yeah, like, like man and pop, like pop goes the weasel. Yeah. Oh, okay, and I okay, know this because it came up in, in, in subtitles. Oh, okay, that's how I know. Um, I hadn't even heard of the style of music that she's into, much less uh, one of the artists involved in that scene. So I'm feeling really <laughs> very old and out of the loop. Who'd been married before? She had. Um, her, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I kind of missed the backstory there. Something happened where someone was like, he'll never love you as much as me. But I missed who actually said that. His mother said that. His mother said to her, oh. he will never love you as much as he loves me. She's clearly a witch. Weird thing for her mum to say. And so she, I guess at that point Coco was like, true, okay, I'm out of here. So that marriage only lasted six months. Poor Coco. Sam is a fashion guy. You wouldn't know it, but he is. Uh, he decided not to wear socks to his wedding, and there was a drone shot of him walking up the ridiculously long, like, loose <laughs> yeah. stone path. And I could see his ankles from the sky. <laughs> oh, my God, I nearly did a spit take. <laughs> Just the worst, and like the slow mo of him zipping up those shoes, like you know, like sneakers that have ties, but you don't use the ties, you use the zips with his no socks. 
Oh, I really don't like this guy. Okay. I, I also that he was like he doesn't want to use the word entrepreneur. He prefers the word hustler. He prefers the word hustler. Oh. Okay. He's also. I just. I'm still hung up on the the shoeless, the sockless shoe yeah. thing. Even even Trent Anderson, Mr. Simone Anderson, wears a sock yet. On your wedding day, don't wear no socks at all. If you want to go for the very visible ankle look, at least wear a sock yet. Because how filthy are your feet going to smell at the end of the night? Is that the impression you want to leave on your new wife, Coco? Well, you jump straight in the bath, of course. (laughs) No harm, no foul. (laughs) Can I tell you a brief story about a horrible thing that happened to me on a plane recently? My favourite kind of story. Just on the no sock thing. So I uh, flew down to Christchurch on the weekend and it was an early morning, Saturday morning flight. And I saw this guy walking around the airport and he was like very well dressed. Like he caught my eye because he was very well dressed. He was wearing like nice little kind of pants, like little white fancy pants and a t-shirt. And he had like a giant Louis Vuitton like monogram bag. Mm. Like he looked like a rich guy. Sounded like Manu. He wasn't wearing any shoes. He did look like Manu and he wasn't wearing any shoes. And I was like, that's really weird. It's like weird to, you know, it's just a tense time. He wasn't wearing a mask either, you know, classic. No shoes, no mask, kind of walk around the airport like he owned the place. I was like, that guy's really interesting. And then he was behind us and he was getting on our plane. Still no shoes, still no mask. Everyone was masked up in the line now at this point. And then so the air hostess came over, sorry, flight attendant, came over and was like, sir, sorry, you're going to need a mask. And he's like, okay, and she gave him a mask. And then she's like, also, um, you're going to need to wear some shoes on the plane. And he was like, really loudly, he was like, I've got a broken toe, doll. And I looked at his foot, and his foot was covered in blood. <gasps> and his, foot, his toe was like completely, completely munted. And then I started to look at him closer, and his pants were kind of dirty. And then I looked at his face, and I was like, oh, my God. You're coming from a night out. <gasps> like he was, he hadn't gone home. Oh my he God. He hadn't gone home. He had been in town, clearly broken his toe, doll. <laughs> he got a broken toe, doll. <laughs> and refused to put shoes on. And like, it was real tense. And they're like, okay, well, you can't go on the plane unless you put shoes on. So then he like crammed his bloody, gnarled, broken toe into what looked like a pair of black Yeezys <laughs> and got on the plane. And I was just like, this is the most cursed thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> That's a wild story. It was a real shock. I want to sh- share a story with you about how I spent a day at work not wearing shoes and no one even said anything, which I'm really glad about because the reason I wasn't wearing shoes was that I stood in dog poo really badly. <laughs> <laughs> and I sat back down at my desk after standing in dog poo and we have a few, like, office dogs at the spin-off. And I was like, oh, one of the dogs is bloody. And I start looking around, and then I realise <gasps> that it's me. And I had to go and clean up my shoes in the toilets. And it was disgusting. And I could on- obviously only do – you can only do so much with toilet paper, you know. Um, yeah. And so I had to baggy yeah. those guys up and just trot around barefoot for the rest of the day. No one even oh said a thing. God. No one, no one said no a one thing. No one said a thing. Mm-mm. Did you explain? No, I didn't. You didn't ex- talk about the poo. Didn't you didn't talk about <laughs> why it happened. No. Walk to my car and be a feed at the end of the day. Wow. I mean, cool. I guess 
Your feet weren't covered. They didn't have. There was no residual anything on the feet. I said, didn't no, no, no. But it doesn't make me wonder if if you had like if you if I it was catching a plane and the same thing happened, would they make me stick on my dog poo shoe? <laughs> dog poo shoe. There's another. There's a band name. <laughs> if anyone uh, who works for an airline knows the answer to this question, please let us know. Because I, I wonder if they have like booties. You know, like backup booties, <laughs> like you get in the American. You know when you have to wear those weird booties sometimes? I think I'm going to just carry a pair of booties around with me at all times just in case. Because now, now the fear's real. Now I've planted that in mm. my head. This is definitely going to happen to me at some point. So, Do you remember there was that trend of like those tiny little fold-up flats that you could buy in like a tiny pouch to take to town? Oh my god, perfect. Little gold, like, <laughs> get those. Get those, then you can break all your toes and walk in all the shit you want. <laughs> Uh, that was a diversion. What are we, what are we talking about? Married at first sight. Oh, we're talking about Coco and Sam um, and his no socks. Okay, so he basically finds – she is intense. She does, a, she does a very intense arrival at the altar. And oh, yeah. he says in her in his In the Moment interviews that he finds her too loud, um, that she's, she's not his type. He doesn't even need the honesty box. He's just like straight in. No. Like, not my type. Not my cup of tea. She's definitely extra and out there. Um, and then they have a really super awkward reception. That's right. She is just belting out the one-liners, and he is mm-hmm. shrinking into himself. She said she w- just wanted to write WAP <laughs> for her vows. <laughs> I mean, I would have liked to have seen that happen. Me too. I didn't write much else about the reception. The next thing I've got is the next morning, 10 grams of hummus on toast. Yeah, she weighs her food. That's the next thing I've got as well. So this is the only thing about Coco that I just cannot get on board with. The weighing the food? How can you live like that? I mean, more power to her. She's clearly very, uh, um, you know, she's a Pilates instructor. She's got to keep her body in shape or what have you. I don't know. It's just something I cannot relate to at all. Also, just hummus straight onto toast? Is that something that is nice to eat? yeah. I mean, with, is it? Is it with like heaps of butter underneath? And yeah, I didn't see any accoutrement. No, no, no. <laughs> in that situation, the only weighing of food I do is like weighing up and get a bucket or like a quarter pack. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, she's got to keep that hot dog. <laughs> got to keep the hot dog tight. <laughs> okay, I, I just I do love I love that she's completely scared of uh, birds. And yes, is like apparently scared of all wildlife, and so decides to take uh, her new husband to a wildlife park, which is like her own personal nightmare. Yeah, it was hilarious. I loved the. What is it emu or an ostrich? I never know the difference. Um, I mean, given that it was in Australia, probably an e- emu. Don't they? Is yeah. That, oh my god, I don't have no clue. We'll go it was a there. kangaroo. But he he had like it was like a semi nice moment, I guess, where he was like, close your eyes, and I'll just guide you to the giant bird <laughs> to pick, oh, to pick really your rude. hand. <laughs> I just want to point out that I'm not the only one <laughs> who sees the accident road things. Mm. Okay, you can happy, share, that, happy to be here. share that crown with me. Um, he's very much struggling with her extraness, and I could understand that if perhaps he was just like a quiet, nice guy, but he's just such a dick that I'm like, she's so much better than you, and... He tells her that he's struggling with the extraness, and she's like, well, I'm not dropping the one-liners. Like, forget it. (laughs) Yeah. It's amazing. I've just had a brainwave. You know who Coco would be amazing with? 
Troy. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Can you imagine Coco and Troy I can. together? I love it. It would be so much fun. Oh. It would just never end. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Sam's the worst. Terrible. He he's like it's it's funny that he was like she tried to he talks about how he like loves curves and loves boobs and how he like finds it really hard. So I find it really hard because, oh, you know, know, not everyone has boobs. Sorry, your life is so hard. <laughs> we, we find it hard and people don't wear socks. <laughs> At least that's something you can change. <laughs> he says, it's frustrating for me because I need a girl with boobs and not everyone has oh, big boobs. Boo-hoo. I felt really sorry for him. That is a really what a rock and a hard place, you know? We should start to give a little. <laughs> um <laughs> He, he he doesn't just like a girl with boobs. He broke up with his last girlfriend because her boobs weren't big enough. Uh, and then admitted that on the television. What is wrong with this guy? What is wrong with this guy? Not a fan at all. Get um, in the bin. Get in the bin. Are all the men in the bin at this point? Well, no, Brett's not in the bin. Brett's not in, Jake's not in the bin. No, Jake's not in the band, that's right, that's right. Okay, but okay. a lot of them are, and some of them are sort of like dangling out a little bit. Anyway, we'll see how it all goes. Um, <laughs> what are the chances of Coco and Sam working out? Oh, uh, two. Two out of ten, okay. Alana and Jason, this is kind of, I haven't got many notes on these two. She's a teacher. She, she I've got here, loves the sex. She loves, yeah, she, she likes loves sex. But she doesn't it. want to be with someone who only wants her for the sex. And then when they kind of, when they peeled back in a conversation with her, uh, it was actually quite sad how she talked about people kind of just wanting to hook up with her and not wanting to get to know her. They want what's on the outside. They don't want what's on the inside. Um, yeah. And it, it was sad. Poor, beautiful yeah. lady. Poor, beautiful Alana. But I think Jason seems like a great match for her. Jason has been through a lot of stuff as well, it seems like. He's been cheated on by every single partner he's had. That's rough. Which is really bad luck. He also, I think, looks quite a lot like Josh from The Bachelorette. Did you did you notice that? The plumber? I can't even remember Josh from The Bachelorette. I'm sorry, I'm in Bachelor Land now. He went on the um, giraffe date. Oh right. He was yes. the one who was stuck yes. on planet stuck yes. on planet bullshit. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember now. Yeah, good. Like good they both seem nice and fine. And yeah. it seems like it seems like a good match. Um they seem to like having Physical things. <laughs> I think we, we got to be uh, take what's what's this expert's name? Alessandra. Alessandra. We need to take her advice and just be a bit more open about sex. Okay, not not so much sort of yeah. Giggling. Oh, you mean me and you? Me and you. Like we need to be able to say the word sex without giggling. <laughs> I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, he once was a party it's guy. It's possible to be broadly sex positive, but also embarrassed about all of it. <laughs> I'm fighting for my rights. <laughs> Jason was your man at the airport with the broken toe after a big night out. That was his once upon a life. <laughs> and that, the idea yeah. that freaks her out because she's a teacher. She loves kids. She wants to settle down, have kids right away and all that kind of thing. Um, and so in the in the reception, and the giant, they were in like this amazing bloody place and just with a, a little round table with a few peeps sat at it. And can we just talk about how gorgeous her sisters are as well? Like you yeah. know those girls yeah. are the whatever their last name girls that everyone knows about and has the hots for. Yeah, totally. Anyway, she's freaking out. Then he gets up, does a lovely speech, tells mum she's second best now, which as a mother I felt was extremely rude. <laughs> <laughs> Never tell your mum she's second best, especially not. Yeah, it was an amazing. Especially not to someone you just met. I mean, the sentiment's Incredible lovely, uh, but yeah. 
Jesus. Um, but no, that, I mean, you know, it, it was a nice thing for, for Alana to be able to hear. And they have great sexual chemistry, as you say. Um, I have high hopes for these two. I'm giving them like a nine. I give them a nine too, but I also think we're not going to see very much of them. <laughs> no, I've hardly got any notes. You know, like they're definitely the, the bottom the bottom tier yeah. couple in terms of drama interest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and finally we're on to Joe and James. Joe, these two, oh my goodness. Okay, so Joe is a barber. She's a mother of three. James is a businessman, father of three. Now, for a start, that's that's six children too many between the two of you. That is, can the you? Brady, it's the Brady Bunch. It's, the, it's literally the Brady Bunch. <laughs> I'm not coming to your place for a barbecue. It's too noisy. <laughs> My first impression of James was that it was just awful. Like, this guy is just, I can't, you know? Really? Yeah. See, I hate rich people, and I... Loved him. I know, but that's what I'm saying. When I say my first impression, I mean literally the bit where he's wandering around. Oh, the car, like I'd your first, like my very first oh, yeah, impression. Like saying uh, he likes the finest things and he drives the nice cars and so on and so forth. I get you. Sorry. Yeah, of course. And as he talked and he started to say, you know, I want someone who is beautiful on the inside. I thought this is a line. You know, like he's just saying that mm. stuff because he knows that what we all think of him. But as we get to know him over the course of some minutes, I love him. Yeah. Seems like a really sweet, genuine guy. I and mean, he has very expensive taste. Um, well, you can do that when you've got a lot of money. Wears, definitely a turtleneck. <laughs> definitely a turtleneck. <laughs> he Things that I liked was her obsession with the way he smells. I want to know what cologne he's wearing. Well, if I was a dude, Same. I'd want to know what cologne he's wearing because I would be buying that instantly. She could not shut up about it. She could not stop sniffing him. I know. Like, multiple times. It was crazy. I get it. It's probably, like, soaked into that turtleneck, though, as well, right? Like a, a whole thick band of smell. <laughs> but, Alex, maybe it's also, like, a pheromones thing. Maybe it's his cologne mixed in with his natural musk that she finds simply irresistible, which is promising. That's true. That's true. He, I like how he brought up his kids right away. Like, and during mm-hmm. the wedding ceremony, he was just like, oh, my kids would love that, or something like that. And he just, like, super casually threw it in. It wasn't like a, hey, I've got to tell you something. Too often, I think, people come on these shows and the way their kids are portrayed are, like, baggage or a negative. And I like yeah. how he was just like, that's just not how he was playing his narrative at all. I wonder if he knew that she had mum energy. <laughs> yeah, possibly. I feel like he would have done it no matter what. You think you would have done it either yeah, way? Yeah, I really do. He's Rolex, she's Kmart. I loved that line. And I think that's how we should refer to them from now on. Oh, what a dream line from Joey. <laughs> <laughs> is it how, okay, like, how much is a Rolex? Uh, is it? I don't know. Is it like, are we talking? Do you want me to have a quick look? I know that it's like a very, it's the fanciest watch, right? Yeah. Is it, are we talking, is that $100,000? Okay, so I'm just going shopping for a Rolex right now. You can get one at Frost NYC NZ, so assuming this is New Zealand dollars, for $21,000. Oh, no, this is... I mean, they they range from, say, six to in the hundreds of thousands. Yeah, okay. So we can't be sure. We can't be sure. I mean, I think, yes, it's somewhere between, like, 10 and, and 50, maybe. It's a lot of money, though, for a watch. It's a lot of money for a watch. Especially when the time's on your phone. (laughs) (laughs) He also owned a restaurant, we found out, the reception. He owned a Turkish restaurant, and she said the rudest line of the show so far, which was, fill me with dip. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but also definitely do. Yum. (laughs) 
I mean, definitely do, but just, you know, he's, take care. He's rich and he owns a Mediterranean restaurant. Turkish? Mediterranean? Same. same. Turkish, same. yeah. He's rich and he owns a Turkish restaurant. I mean, marry me, quite frankly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, true. He does a lot of reassuring of her because she says, you know, I just don't think I'm the kind of gal that you would normally go for. And he's like, you are the kind of gal. I am about inner beauty. There's more to me than the glamour. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I make it sound like funny, but he was quite sincere and sweet. Yeah, he was. I I really hope it's not just all at the front. You could tell that she started to try and, like, push him away when she was talking about, like, car salesmen, and she was like, oh, they're all wankers. Mm. I hope you're not a wanker mm. type mm. thing. Um, which was, like, pretty hard. I mean, obviously that stereotype's there, but it's a pretty harsh thing to just say to someone about their job. You know, sometimes regardless. when you make a joke, <laughs> you think you're making a joke, and oh, it just happens to me all the time <laughs> when I say things yeah, that are really yeah. offensive and I think it's funny and it's not funny. <laughs> Welcome to my life. Yeah, and you see the other person, like, tense up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. She has kind of Erin Simpson vibes to me every now and again. I don't know what it is. Do you reckon? See, I thought she kind of looked like like a PlayStation 1 Paris Hilton. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> Which would actually work very well for the glamour. <laughs> somewhere in between the two, both very glamorous ladies. Um, they didn't have sex, but they had a lot of kissing and dancing, which is, like, fun, great. Yeah. Ideal, really. Uh, then they did some horse riding. She was in a grump. And I'm kind he of... He called her a sourpuss. He did. And then he was like, is that bad? <laughs> It's not the worst thing that's been said on the show. No. Sourpuss is actually an underrated phrase. I think we should bring it back. I think it's it's in a weird way it's kind of affectionate. Like, oh, don't be a little sourpuss. Yeah, I think so too. It's like it gets the point across that you're recognising someone sad or or down, but it's also kind of cute and Mm. is maybe enough in itself to turn them around, although that did not happen in this instance. And Joe trotted away (laughs) on her horse. Very grumpy. I've got here in all caps, I really hope James is a good guy. And then the line afterwards immediately is, I'm not her life guru. She needs to suck it up. You're putting me off. You're a sourpuss. (laughs) Which is a little bit reminiscent of our mate Mike. I I like to think that the producers had a hand in this, that they kind of drew that out of him somehow. Because, I don't know, I want to believe in James. So do I. So do I. But it definitely was, yeah, it was I'm not your therapist territory. Mm. But I guess maybe maybe I can also see how he would be quite fed up. You know, if you had this, like, great wedding and a great night together where you, like, were dancing and going, woo, <laughs> in your boxes, and then the next day she's in a half. Yeah. I don't know. For no apparent reason. I can kind of see why you'd be really frustrated and, and be like, yeah, I don't know. I hope they work it out because James is a real surprise, and I think I hope that he stays Good. I really hope he stays good. She obviously felt bad about it all, cooked him some yummy food, and then says that she wants to fight for it. She apologises, he apologises. I think they've got good communication skills. So it's less... Mm-hmm. And I know, I look, I'm not your life guru, okay? I'm not your therapist. But I do think that it's less about the conflict and how you resolve it. <laughs> Call me Brené Brown. Less about the conflict. Yeah, I love that. Everyone has oh, conflict. Jay, you should... Right? You're Alessandra. <laughs> <laughs> also, something that I noticed, just if we go right back to when the experts were matching them, did you notice there was a takeaway, like, brown cardboard salad container sitting under Alessandra under the table, and nobody clocked it. It was like the Game of Thrones water bottle. They needed to have taken away Alessandra's lunch. Okay, 
And that's why I had a very short career in reality television. (laughs) I can only assume there's a salad in that takeaway box because I didn't clock it. And I feel like if there was any kind of deep fried something in there, I would have noticed it right away. Yeah. Well, it was was closed, to be fair. It was closed, to be fair. Okay. Um, But it was also, I was under the feet as well, you know. Anyway, there's a lot of foot stuff going on at the moment with me. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that brings us to the end of uh, Married at First Sight Australia week one. It is a marathon, not a sprint, Alex. Are you committed for the whole season? I am committed. I'm a little worried that every episode is going to be 90 minutes. But maybe it's just for the weddings. I don't know. Right? I don't know. Right? I don't know. Tell me. Whatever Tell it is. Tell me that I'm right. It's too late. You knew what you were signing up for. Okay? I am all in on it. There is a comfort to it, you know, in, the, in these crazy times. In these times. All we need, <laughs> all we need is, is, is love. But no, it's, it's, I'm all in. I'm all in. We and we've made. got Belinda. We've got Belinda, the dancer who's never had a boyfriend, and we've got Patrick, who who what did he describe himself as? Somewhere between Brad Pitt and Tony Abbott. <laughs> and there's the 39 year old who wants to have a baby. It's like her last chance because her eggs are gone. Or whatever. That's very much. There's the cat, so many more. But the guess the Cam and Jules approach. That was that was Jules was that very character a few years ago, and look at them now, still married and they've got a baby. That's true. But yeah, I can't even believe we haven't even met everyone yet. I know. It is crazy. (laughs) But I'm also very excited. It is going to be hell. (laughs) And I'm here for it. (laughs) Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Jane. Lovely to chat to you. I'm going to go get a COVID test now. (laughs) Um, Good luck with that. I hope it comes back negative for all of our sakes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and if you guys are missing Duncan, um, he will, he he's he's just a busy guy. He can't really commit to how much time Marriott First Sight takes. Uh, but he says that he will sort of maybe like pop in every now and again if he manages to catch it. I think he's he's um, aspiring to watch the dinner parties, in the very least. So we may hear from mm. him on this. I, I don't even know what the real pod is anymore. It's, we're very fractured at the moment. No, it's it's a work in progress. We will it's, all, it's all be fine. together in the same room again soon, I promise you. Alright. Catch you next, I don't know, probably do another podcast tomorrow. Let's just see how it goes. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>